All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Crypto 101 podcast. It is a great day. It is springtime. Uh, man, I'm starting to go on walks now. No more daylight savings times or whatever. And there's sun everywhere. San Diego's been finally back to its 75 degree self. So, so things are good by me. Uh, Pizza Mind, you've been traveling all around the world. Uh, you were in Tampa. Where, where the heck are you right now? I'm back in Dallas at the moment, and I cannot go outside for a walk, uh, or I may be sucked away by a tornado, so uh, or bit by a scorpion. There's all kinds of things over here in Texas trying to kill you. But what I'm trying to kill right now is time, because my bags are heavy, and I just have to wait things out while the market turns bullish, values come back up, and then I can finally take a profit on some of the stuff I've been holding for God knows how long. Um, and... Do you have any recommendations, any games I can play or any things I can do to suck up a lot of time? Yeah, well, what I've been doing, because I'm kind of in the same boat, right? You know, market's been up, market's been down, mostly down for the past few months. They look like they're moving back up, but I've been trying to spend some time playing some blockchain metaverse games, right? And, and there's no better platform, in my opinion, than Engine. And so we're joined today by the COO of Engine uh, a multi-billion dollar protocol. Uh, this is Caleb Applegate. Welcome to the Crypto 101 podcast. Up, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're stoked, man. There, there's a ton of exciting things that you guys are working on. I mean, you guys just, uh, there was a $100 million fundraising round for um, an affiliate uh, named Affinity. So we're going to talk about all that exciting stuff. But before we even dive into that, let's just get acquainted um, with Caleb Applegate, who are you, and uh, why are you why are you the guy to be doing this uh, this this tough gig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good question. Who am I? I often ask myself that question. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, so I've been at Engine for uh, the past three and a half years. I started as an advisor uh, and transitioned quickly into the the chief operating officer role here, and I've been doing that ever since. We've we've significantly grown as a company. What's interesting, though, is I have a background as a, as a movie producer. Um, I, I filmed my first film back in 2013 uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio's Appian Way. Um, our director wow. uh, was Kevin Connolly, a terrific director and, and a friend of Leo's, and, and they really helped get the, my first project off the ground. So uh, I, I often give them thanks when I talk about my, my background, but I transitioned from that into the gaming space and I was co-owner of one of the largest Minecraft gaming servers in the world uh, called Mindplex, had terrific partners over there. And we helped create the formation of the Minecraft marketplace with Microsoft and Mojang. So we were one of the first, I think three uh, founders of that marketplace. Uh, Mindplex is still going strong today, but I transitioned over here at Engine. And funny, I was connected to Engine uh, through Mindplex because we used their Engine CMS. So kind of pre-2017, pre-Engine Coin ICO, uh, Engine had built this like behemoth CMS um, uh, with plugins like DonationCraft that Minecraft servers would use. So, and for uh, those who don't know what CMS means, this is a, a customer management system? Yes. Yep. Okay. That's precisely it. Yep. So we used their tools at Engine. I became uh, acquainted with the with the Engine team. So anyway, weird, unplanned trifecta: entertainment, gaming, and now metaverse. 
So here we go. So Engine, as you mentioned, has been around a really long time. What did they, like, there's, there's been different eras of Engine. Can you walk us through the different eras of Engine and yeah. the different pivots that you guys have made to end up where you are now? Sure, sure. Yeah, so we actually started in 2009. Uh, we had two founders, Maxim Blagov, our, our CEO, uh, and Vitek Radomsky, um, who's our CTO. Uh, Vitek and I work a lot together um, and, and really tag team um, operations, him more on the development, architectural engineering side, and me on the business ecosystem and growth side. Uh, so yeah, that was 2009. Uh, as I indicated, we built the engine CMS, and this grew to over 20 million users worldwide. And this was across, I believe it was like well over 200, 250,000 gaming communities across the world. Uh, and Mindplex, again, one of the top Minecraft servers in the world was was one of the users there. So, so we, we, so actually VTech, our CTO, uh, for years, since he was young, was a game player. And, uh, what, what became frustrating is when you jump, jumped back into games that maybe you hadn't played in in a while, you lost everything. And so, uh, in, in 2017, we created the engine token, uh, ENJ, and it was our first ICO. And really the pivot there was taking our DNA and, and games and creating what we called early on this multiverse. And it was originally six early adopter games. And, and you could, these games were creating and integrating blockchain assets and their game via these NFTs. We were the first ones to come up with this right alongside CryptoPunks. This was early 2017. Uh, so well before the NFT craze. Um, and, and so these games had these items, these ranks and chests and so on and so forth. And you could actually melt them, hodl them in the engine wallet, remint them in another game that was participating in this ecosystem. And again, we called it the multiverse. So that was that was our pivot. We saw where everything was going digitally. And we wanted to have true uh, asset ownership with your digital identity. We knew that you had a digital identity, but but to actually own assets, you know, in, through these different ecosystems was was our kind of core vision. And we wanted to develop products that facilitated that. Would you say that Engine is primarily made for like uh, enterprise customers or uh, consumers and retail, or is there kind of something for both? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good question. So again, our roots are in gaming, but we have obvious use case outside of gaming. Microsoft being kind of our big uh, business enterprise use case. And the truth is, as the space has evolved, you know, digital ownership with your your digital identity has has ramification everywhere, like literally everywhere in your everyday life. So. While gaming is at the forefront of metaverse and and NFTs, um, I think that there's use case all across the board with creators, influencers, developers, enterprise clients like Microsoft. So yeah, what kind of out of all the different NFTs, um, you know, there's digital real estate, there's digital yeah. in in game items. Um, you could even NFT um, some of your art at home or NFT a song. Do you have any, uh, you know, particular areas of NFTs that you're most kind of quote unquote bullish on? Yeah. Me in particular? Yeah. Or just you, your opinion. 
Yeah, look, I, I think the space is so new. I, right now, it's just fun. It's fun. There's a lot of abstract art. Um, I mean, me personally, not so much. And, and this is actually, this is a great lead in because this is, um, this is the crux of the conversation I have with so many friends and even family who just can't wrap their minds around why would I spend money on a digital piece of art or a digital item, right? It's not real. I can't, I can't touch it. I can't hold it in my hands. I can't uh, let my friend hold it like a car, right? You get obvious utility and value from your car. You drive from point A to point B. Um, so it's a bit of a mental shift. And I think NFTs, and I'll relate this back to me now, become something sticky when it intersects with what I value. Okay. Can and, you unpack? And so, yeah, it's just personal, I guess. I think it's personal. It It's also very... It's emotional. It's nostalgic. Mm-hmm. There, there was, a, I'll give an example. There was a recent um, NFT sale of, I think the MLB, don't quote me on this, but I, I read an article about it. Um, the MLB took footage of Lou Gehrig's famous speech when he announced that he had his disease um, and he was standing in front of Yankee Stadium. Now, as a kid, I always had that poster saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I consider myself the greatest um, uh, man alive and I'm grateful for the time that I've had. And so that would be an NFT that adds value to me because of nostalgia. It reminds me of my childhood. Um, it represents things that I care about, like gratitude, really being thankful um, for the life that we get to live, even though it's finite. We have very uh, finite days, all of us. And so there are certain things that I value that that represents. So that would be an example of something that I personally would be interested in. Now, a board ape, a board ape, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree there. Um, but it does make sense as so much of our life shifts to digital, exists on the computer. We're living in this huge sea of data, some yeah. of which has tremendous value, some of which is worthless. It makes sense to start thinking of this very valuable data as something you can collect, wall garden off, choose who has access to see it and view it and experience it. And it's more than just, you know, a CIA document or, you know, a, a list of passwords or something. It really yeah. can be art or, you know, for example, a, an album that a popular musician puts out and only makes one copy available of. You know, if you're the only one in the world who has that album, and you have like a listening party, people are going to want to come to that. So it can be very prestigious and very valuable as it gets sold throughout the years. So that's really I, interesting. I think I would say yes, but I think there, as the space evolves, I think it's very underdeveloped at the moment. So I would I would push on that a little bit and say currently yes, but as the space evolves, I think um, NFT creators need to really think about utility and value. Um, in its in its unique form, what is the one thing beyond just a listening party or the one album that you have? Like employing scarcity. I mean, that's sure that's the the DNA of a non fungible, right? But but where does it really start adding utility and value to your everyday life? What places or like physical places does it unlock? Not just metaverse spaces but places in your, in your real physical life. And that's when I talk about the metaverse and, and I, I have this dialogue back and forth on, on my podcast, the engine room, there's my shameless plug. 
Um, we we talk about this, right? We talk about um, where where is the space going, and where does it become the, the synthesis of the digital kind of metaverse universe of infinite possibilities, you know, all established on the blockchain, where does that intersect and synthesize with your everyday life, your physical world, your fit, like I'm going and I'm buying a car, I'm going and I'm buying a coffee, I'm going to an NBA game, like where, where does that start meshing? And that's what's exciting to me. Yeah, it's, it's funny, like, uh, I know that there's certain NFTs now that people could buy. And like you could wear it on your avatar, but it unlocks, you know, access to an event, right? right. And they're like, oh, I want to go meet all these other influencers. They do, you know, three meetups a year and your ticket in is this NFT. And now this NFT happens to be tradable and it happens to have all that. So it's like the value is very subjective. It's whatever kind of the market dictates, but um, it unlocks like to your point, access to, to real physical spaces, but mm -hmm. it starts in the metaverse, which is pretty cool. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It is cool. And yet uh, the metaverse is so abstract in nature. You know, so many, uh, especially gaming companies right now. I mean, I think Roblox has recently announced that they're building their slice of the metaverse. And, and uh, you know, obviously Facebook is going all in with their name change to meta. Yeah. Creating kind of this social experience, social engagement space within the metaverse. And so uh, I think where, where that ultimately goes is just walls being broken down and it's all interconnected it's not just siloed metaverse spaces right the metaverse is a universe of these different worlds where you you experience what you want to experience with your digital identity that actually has ownership mm -hmm. yeah so how do we get all these metaverses to tie together use the same items or conform to some sort of standardization or in communication channels across all of them Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, well, look, I think that's, that's, you mentioned Efinity. Um, so Efinity is actually our next generation blockchain built on Polkadot. We secured, let's see, this was back in December, we secured um, a parachain slot. So we had tremendous support 
on both the community side and retail, and we were able to secure an actual parachain slot. And, and for those who don't know, um, a parachain is a purpose-built side chain that flows into the, the central kind of highway relay chain, which is how uh, uh, Polkadot has, has architected their, their blockchain. It's kind of a big deal. You have to be you know, voted on by the community essentially to get it. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So we onboarded to Polkadot uh, just a few weeks ago in early March. And so we are, Affinity is actually live. So to your, to your question, um, I think interoperability is key. I think building bridges between the different blockchains is key. That's going to create uh, communication, if you will, where everything's connected and talking. And I think with Polkadot as well, you, you see a tremendous reduction in computing power. You know, Ethereum was anything and everything kind of piled in. And, and what they did is they proved that it worked, right? It worked. That's where NFTs were birthed. It was like the proving ground, right? Polkadot is about now that we know this is here, now that we know that we can do this, and we've built this thing that goes to infinity, in infinity <laughs> how do we actually make it better, make it stronger, make it good for the climate? How do we reduce transaction fees and reduce congestion? How do we actually think through the best way to architect this? So that's why we're excited about Polkadot. I think it ultimately will open uh, the different forming metaverse slices up so it's all interconnected. By now, you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. And you might have even already started investing in them. But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? Uh, that's right. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. So iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. And setting up an IRA is free and iTrust's fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future. And with iTrust Capital, you can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. So visit iTrust.com dot capital slash crypto 101 to start investing today. Again, that's itrust.capital slash crypto 101. Taxes and conditions may apply, fees apply, and cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. And iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal investment or tax advice consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. So, so with Affinity, is the game plan to have a bunch of game developers working on Affinity? Are you guys more, you know, interested in, you know, going after, you know, the customers first or, or what's kind of the, the, the strategy? Well, I'm actually in charge of our ecosystem. And and before you're the guy to be asking for sure. I'm, I'm the guy to be asking. Well, and and I don't want to take all the credit there. I have an amazing team uh, on on the ecosystem growth side. So, you know, where does all this go? Uh, 
two, let's see, before we launched Affinity, we had well over a hundred adopters using Engine's product stack. And just for your audience, what is Engine? Engine is an NFT stack. So we have our wallet. Um, and I think it's important to explain what it is Engine does because we, we've even struggled with this. If you go to engine, E-N-J-I-N.io, it's like, wow, you guys build products, but for who? <laughs> so we've we've had to unravel from that a little bit and go, okay, we, we are an ecosystem, a suite of tools that facilitate easy NFT transactions all the way, you know, we like to say it's an end-to-end solution. So we have our wallet. Um, and we're going to be releasing a new wallet. We just launched a trailer. I believe it was last week showing uh, screenshots from the new wallet, calling it the Engine 2.0 wallet. It's it's just way better, guys. It's The UI and the UX has been the, the kind of key paramount focus of this release, really doing a deep dive into how people use crypto wallets and just how people interact with collectibles and their NFTs in general. So we took a lot of just data and research and employed it into this into this new build. So we've got the wallet, we've got nft.io, which is launching uh, early Q3. That's a, that's really a great, uh, what's mm-hmm. it called? URL. It is a great URL. Um, so we're, we're like right there at the precipice. We've been taking our time, really doing it right. Uh, we had to hit a bit of pause with development because of the parachain auction, which we, we went all in on. Um, so we've got nft.io. And I mean, this, it differs from other marketplaces uh, because number one, it's integrated with Efinity. Um, it has the cross chain uh, element to it. So you can bid on items on any chain and get rewarded for having the highest bid. And that's really, really key here. Um, we have a tool called Beam, which you can scan a QR code and uh, a user, you guys could send your, your audience uh, an NFT. You know, so that's going to be baked into this marketplace. And then it's going to be integrated with the wallet that I just shared with you. So we've got wallet nft.io. We've got Efinity, which is our cross-chain highway for all NFT transactions. And again, that's built on the Polkadot blockchain. Uh, we've got our Beam tool. And all of this kind of forming together, uh, coupled with what you announced uh, about our $100 million fund that we we uh, we publicly went out with. I think it was last October. So all of that kind of synchronized together presents this beautiful story now for anyone wanting to build with blockchain tools. And we, we offer the full end-to-end solution. That's awesome. Who really qualifies for this fund? Is it game developers? Is it artists? Is it musicians? Is it everyone who's willing to use the Affinity blockchain? Yeah, it's a great question. Again, our, our roots have been in gaming, and that's where we're really passionate. Um, but but no, we, we want to open the ecosystem up to anyone wanting to mint, integrate, trade, manage, and distribute NFTs. It's really that simple. So you can be a creator that's wanting to do that, a game developer, a AAA studio, um, a, a you know large global brand, sports team. Um, so yeah. The, the product stack is for anyone that wants to uh, work with NFTs. And now, so if we kind of get into real quick, um, the engine token, is the engine token used to govern sort of like the decisions that the engine protocol makes as a governance token? Is it utilized on the platform 
for certain transactions? Yeah, so the 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 engine token ENJ was originally created to uh, infuse NFTs, actually give them value, right? So you could you could melt them out of a game, hodl them in your wallets. They have actual, you know, the NFT has a value to it, an actual altcoin value, like collateral, basically, is what you're saying there. Yeah, like you could destroy it and extract the engine coin from it. Huh. Yep. Yep. Now EFI is different. Um, so, so there's kind of two ways Efinity, to think about this. Efinity is not an affiliate. So Efinity is our next generation blockchain. It's built by Engine, right? But it's built on Polkadot. Engine had a full product, has a full product stack on Ethereum, right? We're recreating a lot of those uh, uh, products, those tools over on Polkadot. And Efinity is, is that... Uh, um, you know, NFT highway that I'm talking about. Now, Now, in order to use that, you need EFI. EFI is our new token. I think it's available um, at most of the top exchanges. And EFI is the fuel for every transaction on the Affinity highway. Now, while Engine Coin was used to back NFTs, you know, again, within this multiverse, right? Um, EFI is the fuel, just like ETH is to Ethereum, like EFI is to Efinity. That makes perfect sense. Okay, cool. So can you talk to us uh, without violating any NDAs or anything like that about some of the exciting partnerships that are coming through? You mentioned Microsoft before. Yeah. What, what else is coming in the pipeline for you guys? Man, we have so much. And this is where I was, I was telling my... Uh, my head of communications, somebody called me out in our community, you know, Caleb, you got to give us more. You got to. And I hate speaking in abstract terms. It bugs Everybody me. always is going to want more. I know they always want more. And, and the truth is like, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, partly it's because, you know, we're, we're not ready to announce we're, we're actively building with these partners. It's not just a, you know, a willy nilly, just, yeah, we're working with two AAA studios. No, actually we are working with two AAA studios and we have some amazing things in the works. So uh, can I, can I announce names? Sadly, no, not yet, but that's okay. Stay tuned, but I can confirm we are working with two AAA studios and we have multiple business use cases coming through. So again, I'm in charge of the ecosystem. You know, we are, at this point, you know, well into the low um, six figures and we're, we're moving up to, uh, or sorry, the, the low 100s and moving into the thousands by the end of this. Wow. Year. Let me ask you this then, without any direct quotes or naming names, what is the attitude of some of these AAA studios or enterprise businesses? And mm -hmm. how is, like, what is their attitude today towards blockchain and NFTs versus how it was when you guys really started rolling out this stuff in 2017. Yeah. Still skeptical. I would say much more aware, much more accepting of the fact that the, the, this digital universe, this metaverse that's forming is here. It's here to stay. It's a thing. Um, you know, it's been proven that people will pay for non-fungible tokens where that all goes is yet to be determined. I think there's been quite a bit of FUD in the marketplace uh, around gaming and NFTs in games. And I, I, I would strongly suggest that's because of messaging. It's not necessarily because uh, it's, it's, it's good or it's bad. It's just that 
you know, what we believe, and I'll just rewind and say what I believe, what I'm passionate about is, is proper definitions. It's, it's understanding where we're at and looking at where we're going with all of this. We're not just creating an abstract JPEG and selling it, right? It, it actually does something and it, and it adds value to your life. It does something for you that you care about and it can exist in a game. In other words, you own it. You peer-to-peer trade it. You can sell it, right? You're not buying from, my son and I play Fortnite, so I'll use that as an example. You're not buying from Epic only. You know, it's a vertical transaction. It's now, it's now horizontal. And, and, and wherever you go, you own it, and you can take that into other worlds. And so um, part of what, what I'm really passionate about is the space continues to iterate and evolve is just having these conversations that are thoughtful, that are responsible, where you're laying brick by brick, this, this new kind of infrastructure, not just a digital infrastructure, but a mental infrastructure. Yeah. One of the, one of the things I'm starting to see now is like real companies buying land in the metaverse. And so one that I saw recently was JP Morgan buying a lounge in one of these metaverses. And then there's like companies like, um, you know, retail stores and where you, you know, Macy's and Nordstrom's and stuff that people will be able to go into these virtual dressing rooms and have this whole new shopping experience, this whole new online shopping experience, buy the thing. And then you know, visualize it and then actually get it mailed to them. I mean, this is, this is actually pretty cool. Um, the fact that like, instead of the, the old days or the current days where you have to go, you type in, okay, on you know, Macy's.com shirt, mm-hmm. and then look at this stuff. And then yeah. you could actually go and virtually shop through the aisles. Um, that's pretty cool. Do, do you see some of that kind of stuff to, being developed on engine or is that a different sort of platform? No, I definitely see again, any NFT transaction uh, can be, should be, and will be facilitated through Affinity, which is our NFT highway. So any, any transaction that's happening, I, I've said this before, it's Affinity is the roads between all the cities, um, the marketplaces, for instance. I like um, it. So, um, and, and I think it's cool what you're saying in terms of the thought about how they can take what's already in the physical world, like a dressing room or a lounge, and then kind of plunk that down in the metaverse. I, I think the disconnect for me, though, is the purpose, right? Why do we need that? And this is where I like to hit pause and, and talk through, and this isn't just like a quick conversation, but, but like work with um. Uh, the 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 individuals, the executives of different companies that we've worked with, and really think through why why is this needed in our world today, and why should people care, right? And and I don't know that we fully established that yet. And so you have you have land grab, you have companies that are just doing things, not all of them, but some of them. And I like to just uh, reverse engineer a little bit and go, okay, what are we actually aiming at here? Let's define it. Let's define it. What's the destination that we're driving towards? And then let's figure out a pragmatic, innovative, functional, fun way of how we get there. Like, let's really think about the how, right? Not just create things. And that's tying it back to Polkadot and and why we do what we do at Engine. Like, everything that we do is purposeful, right? The, The whole 
like architecture of Polkadot, purposeful. It's all purpose-built. It's not just a grab bag of anything and everything. It's purposeful. And that's what I want to challenge companies to really think through. Why? Why do you need to do this? Is it just the thing of the moment? Or is this part of our evolution in how we engage with one another and how we communicate with each other and socialize with each other? And then, then taking a step back and going, now NFTs actually make a little bit more sense. Right. But we're just jumping the gun so often and just, oh, everybody's doing it and we need to jump here and jump there and grab the why? Like, let's really establish that first. And that's a great uh, that's a great way of thinking. You know, I was, I was thinking about that myself and then you just went right on that tangent. So brilliant. And I think uh, a lot of it is a reaction to the death of retail. There's, I mean, shopping has just been down year over year over year and malls are closing left and right. And these companies are saying, how do we get products into the hands of people? So they see this emerging market of Decentraland and Sandbox and some of these other things. And they say, we want to be part of it because this is where the people are going. And they've seen the success of Netflix taking the experience that you used to have to go outside and get now being able to happen in your own home. And they're going to try and replicate that success across every other aspect of our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them are going great, like Instacart. Others, you know, are going to come and go. And I guess we'll see what really sticks. Yeah, that's a great point. And and I would would challenge those companies, don't don't, um, make your your why about being or, or staying relevant, right? It has to be deeper than that. You have to make incredible products, and then the question is, how do we actually connect these to 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 people, to our to our users? Um, and I think it's this is very applicable, actually, in the gaming conversation right now. Gamers, um, and, and there's both sides of the aisle that have very um, passionate opinions. You know, that say we don't we don't need NFTs, we don't want them. This is just another way to monetize the game. And then there are those on the other side. I talk with them all the time, game developers, gamers who say, actually, no, this adds value, huge value to my game if I'm a game developer. Um, it adds huge value if I'm a gamer, because if I decide I don't want to play that game anymore or the game goes defunct and it's not here anymore, like I, any the, the, the hundreds, if not thousands of hours that I've spent there, I've actually extracted value. Right, not just like nostalgic value, but like real world tangible value. So I think, again, my what I see uh, as important and critical with my role is helping be a thought leader that responsibly and intelligently defines the space with other global leading companies, so that we can be. um, The mirrors as we look back and we go, no, we we took the moment not just out of uh, desperate urgency to be relevant, but because we care. And I think the pandemic really uh, pushed a lot of this forward where we couldn't get out in physical spaces and meet up with people. And so we were forced to think, how could we, if, if, we have a, if we're a stadium and we, and we sell sponsorships that are predicated on having butts and seats, how, like how do we maintain this? And I think what the pandemic forced us to do is think, wow, could there be other alternatives digitally? Could could it be that you have a digital identity 
that has real value, not just a credit card transaction on Amazon, but which is more 2D. But but now in this Web3 space, it's interactive, it's social, it's engaging in new ways. Now, where I say we should we should hold back a little bit is we can't go all digital. This is what I mean when I say thoughtful, right? It has to synthesize with a person's physical world. Do you think there's a future ahead for games that don't adopt this play to earn model and still have the old way of pay to play? Yeah, look, I think, yes, as long as a game has players, if it's a great game, 100%. But I do think there's a way um, to, to integrate blockchain as part of your game and do it well, where it's not considered just a, a monetization grab, right? NFTs are just this useless thing, this useless kind of flavor of the moment thing being dropped in the game, right? This is where we work with game developers and it's about the messaging. It's about their why. It's about how then at that point they go about introducing them. This is very key. Yeah, it's not just NFTs for NFT sake, but it has to be additive and it can't be, you know, distractive. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I you know, if I think it's, if it's positioned around utility and value it's up to the gamer at that point it's up to the game developer does it is this an i think this the question then at that point is is it enough value that it intersects with what i care about and therefore i'm willing to incorporate it or buy it speaking of games there's a lot of people that are listening that probably don't game at all uh but want to give it a chance you know, as I said in the beginning, you know, we need to kill some time while uh, we just wait for the markets and the world to figure itself out. Uh, can you suggest just a, some basic games that have good NFTs where people can just get started? Not an endorsement, but just a direction of, you know, try out this handful of games and where do we where do we go? Yeah. So, well, again, I think Engine has some really cool games. So I would I would encourage people to check out Nine Lives Arena. Uh, uh, Six Dragons, Lost Relics, like we've got some awesome games. Kingdom Carnage, over at uh, over at or they're building with Engine Tools. So go to engine.io, e n j i n.io, and I think we we have some of these games that you can they're they're linked and you can just jump right in. And at this point, we have dozens and dozens and dozens. So yeah, check it out. It's a great starting point. Love it. Love it. Well, Caleb, man, this was awesome. I, I got my head filled with so much NFT knowledge uh, and I'm, I'm really excited about this. And we hope to have you back on uh, as Infinity gets more legs under it, gets going. We'll, we'll do some, uh, some more coverage on that. But until then, uh, Caleb, couldn't thank you enough. Awesome, guys. Appreciate you both. Thanks for having me on. All right, everybody who's listening at home, stay tuned. Uh, we'll have some more guests coming up for you later this week. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.